You're listening to the Women for Greatness podcast, episode 21, hosted by Serena Hess. In this episode, you get to meet an explorer, a graphic designer, photographer, Instagrammer, and just an all-around great person. This is my friend Milka. On Instagram, Milka has in her bio, from Bali to Cali. At 18, she came to the United States, specifically Azusa, California, to go to school at APU, Azusa Pacific University. In this podcast, we dive into all of her experiences, including culture shock, what it was like to be bullied for being tall. People would call her things like a telephone pole or a tree. That is so mean. Milka shares about how you can find beautiful and Instagrammable spots where Wherever you go, her best travel and money saving tips. She shares about why it is so important to always have a passion that you're actively pursuing. And she also kind of sheds some light that it's okay to have a nine to five as long as you're spending your energy doing things you love. One of my favorite things Milka mentions in this episode is how to have a bucket list life, filling your life with things you love and making an effort to make it happen. This episode is super, super good. Milka is just amazing, gentle, humble, and just so so wise. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I had a blast recording with Milka. So today we have Milka on the line. Milka, say hi. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Okay, so let's get to it. So you moved to Los Angeles from Indonesia at 18 to study abroad at APU. Yes, that's correct. (laughs) So what was it like adapting to the new culture new people, new everything. Before I knew about LA in general, I always heard about LA like kind of like movies, you know, like a Hollywood movie. In my imagination, LA is sunny and uh, a lot of buildings and you know, like they always shot in like down in LA, the beaches and stuff. So I guess that's why I came here like December 2013. I think, yeah. And before I came here, I kind of Google like what people think about LA and people say like, oh, it's warm, it's nice and stuff like that. My imagination is like LA won't be that cold. (laughs) (laughs) But I came here in December and then like the step out of the airport, I was like, this is freezing. Like, (laughs) yeah, it was like, it was so cold for me. I guess I, you know, if you're from the tropical, like you just you can't really imagine of like how cold is it gonna be because like when people say warm, then you expect it to be like warm, like you know, mm-hmm. like I don't know, and even in the winter, we kind of just drove by the downtown LA from LAX. We're actually because like my college is located in Azusa, so uh, we're we were staying in like um, a friend family house in San Dimas but then mm-hmm. like I caught a chance to see like downtown LA and LA you know like what people say about it it was like at night and it was it looks really beautiful like when you drove by the freeway and you saw downtown LA from afar and like you know all the glamorous like glittering lights I feel like Mm -hmm. that was a thing that made me like really wow this is so amazing like this is like (laughs) I never seen it before (laughs) so yeah it's just that kind of feeling but then though like on the brochure in APU like my school as a Pacific they said like oh we're located 40 minutes from the heart of Canton LA or something and then so in my imagination like the whole Los Angeles, city of Los Angeles is going to look like that, like my imagination. So I'm in the movie and then 
until we got like farther east towards the inland empire it started to like kind of like different and it's so different <laughs> and then after mm-hmm. I got to like Azusa and Sandivas I'm kind of like oh this is LA too <laughs> like, wait, where is the city yeah. and stuff so yeah I guess that's the thing that like different from expectation <laughs> Mm-hmm. because like, I guess the first time I've never really been like anywhere oh maybe like just a bunch of like Asian countries and like most of the cities that I I actually went to Singapore and so that's kind of like what I imagine about LA like all skyscraper and buildings and so like cool stuff <laughs> so mm-hmm. that was like my imagination before. so you arrived in LA at 18 for college and then you're kind of looking around a little starstruck <laughs> and, you know about the glittering building yeah and, lights, right? <laughs> and so one of your posts on Instagram you mentioned that you were kind of insecure of your height because you're tall right you're five yeah is yeah. That right? <laughs> yeah what was it like for you when you were back home being 510 and then what's it like for you now being here <laughs> yeah like well this is a sad story like I think when I was in junior high school I was only 5'7 yeah so I was like 5'7 and then I didn't know how I got to 5'10 I don't know if it was something that I ate or you know <laughs> back home though like it's like a society pressure like people would take it as a negative thing I went to um like a senior high school but it's all girls and it's like a private mm-hmm. kind of school and then so you, yeah you right. know sometimes it could be like good sometimes it could be bad but you know girls mm-hmm. be girls and like they like to talk bad about people <laughs> so I guess like the fact that people see me the way they saw me like back in the day they saw me as like a giant as like something that was not normal for them and mm-hmm. so they would always make in fun of me like they always oh look at the bamboo girl or like the the giant tree girl or whatever the electrical <laughs> pole girl <laughs> and uh, yeah because i don't know it was so bad outside of school if i just like walk around on the street people sometimes like people were like oh are you playing basketball or something like that or even like guys because like guys were also so short back home so they were always making fun of me and like just like oh my god that that's so chumbo and whatever (laughs) yeah that was just it's just so sad like sometimes like it's kind of lower my confidence level because you know like everywhere I go like at the mall or something every time I saw people they would always stare at me like they were scared of me or like they were just kind of like mm-hmm. seeing something that's not normal for them yeah so yeah I guess that was different oh um I forgot to mention like the people who listen to this so this is actually not happening in Bali because I know that in Bali like there's a lot of foreigners and like people more open-minded there and even the capital city is like Jakarta people more open-minded and they don't care but because mm-hmm. this is like a small town called Jogjakarta kind of mm-hmm. like in the middle of Java Island so people more like a close-minded and they you know stuff like that that's why I was so insecure back in the day and I didn't even want to go out with my friends or my family just because I don't I can't stand people talk about me just because it's mm-hmm. so hurtful like one time I look at the mirror I was like why God created me like this? Like, I cry. Like, why is this not normal? Like, mm-hmm. you know, but my mom, like, no, everyone wanted to be tall. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, but not this tall. Like, well, everyone is like, <laughs> 
the girls is like four eleven average, and I'm like five ten. That's way too much. I never know. I never expected that I was gonna go to study abroad in America. Like I came here, and then like people just kind of like, "Wow, you're tall. That's good." Like you know, like sometimes like people ah. people on the street and like just give a compliment. So I feel like that's a society that kind of like a uplifting. Like it's a you know like a positive. It's not always necessarily like that, but that's something that I think gets better than back home. My society back home always see the negative in people instead of the positive. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm more comfortable here. I kind of build my confidence and just started to like accepting myself and love myself. There's definitely like a long process from like a freshman year till now I graduated from college. Yeah, isn't that amazing that like. The very thing that made you dislike yourself, or like the thing that made you feel insecure, was the thing that the same thing that got complimented on later. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, that's that's absolutely. You're like, you're like I didn't even change. <laughs> you just moved locations. Yeah, and it's just weird. Like even here in LA, I feel like people like taking it seriously, not taking me seriously, but like. <laughs> Yeah. It's kind of like I don't know. They were yeah again like oh you're you're tall beautiful and it's like oh thank you so much. I never heard that in my life. <laughs> I know you mentioned like it was kind of hard and you went through seasons of feeling insecure and you didn't really love yourself. Um, advice would you give to someone who feels like that now? Well, like I know that like insecurity is not always about for me, it's just like being tall. I'm sure that there is a lot of girls out there who has like different types of insecurity. It took me so long to find out like because like before, like when I was back home, I need people to validate about me. Like, you know, like mm. to like validate my value and like like their opinions matter so much for me. That's why like when they always provide a negative feedback, then that's what killing me. I learned a lot about like how to stand up for yourself and seeing the value in yourself and you yeah. don't need anyone else to validate your value and like that you're you're precious, you're valuable, you're powerful. And of course it needs a lot of needs a lot of time to actually like be able to like take these words for granted. But also by having like a good community, positive mm-hmm. people, meaningful friendship. I guess like for me, like having a tribe of girls that like a women that's very empowering and got your back kind of thing that's something that always I always needed yeah yeah no that's awesome I'm glad you actually mentioned that because that goes right into the next question I had for you okay Um, (laughs) when you came here you made a lot of good friends you just mentioned but I know you made one specific friend Marin who literally changed your life could you tell me, like, about your friendship with her? Yeah, I know that, like, people like to say Mary, but her name is actually Mara. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mara. I'm just seeing your name. Hi, Mara, I'm sorry. <laughs> Mara was my first roommate in college. I guess, like, the first time I came here, my English was very broken. I learned English my whole life, and, like, Whenever I'm back home or in, like in Bali, there there's always like people from different countries, and I guess because they're like from different countries and they're from Europe, so they also have an accent. That's the English that I know. So it's not necessarily yeah. like American English. Met her face to face, and I thought that she talked so fast. <laughs> so I was just trying to like 
my brain was trying to process like what did she say it's just like oh my god like i don't know how to understand this <laughs> they the american english when you talk it's very fast for me like at least that yeah. that time like <laughs> five years ago but yeah she was like my freshman roommate and then i was so afraid that we were not gonna get along like means like so when i signed up for the dorm situation the housing thing I expected to be like paired with another international students because I'm an international right I just never imagined that I'm gonna have like an American student as my roommate go <laughs> yeah <laughs> when I got an email of this is your roommate more blog and like from California and I'm just like you're like oh shoot <laughs> like I don't know what to do Dang it. <laughs> oops <laughs> first time I saw her she was so nice she was just like telling me stuff so yeah stuff like that but of course I was still so nervous and I don't know what, how am I supposed to survive college life <laughs> because mm-hmm. like there's like in that hall there's no one that's international so it's just me so I feel like the time passed and I built my friendship with her and she taught me a lot of things and she was really into theater and then I was also like so I really like photography so I just always <laughs> carry camera everywhere so I on our spring break we always we went somewhere and then we took pictures you know like of each other and I guess that's yeah. how like somehow the friendship's gonna develop from there more and more I see the difference between the f- friendship that I had have sorry that I have with Marin and like the friendship from back home I feel like yeah from back home when I have friends like her friends we, we were mostly just hang out and of course we talk sometimes talk about our problem or something like that Marin taught me like there was some there's a meaningful deeper relationship in friendship <laughs> uh, that I never know before It's just sometimes she taught me that even if it's a friendship, that's something that you have to work for. You know, communication or like quality time. I really learned that a lot. And yeah, but yeah, she was like my first good friend that I had in college. And then of course, it's like later on, it's evolving and like more and more people, girls that I met. Would you say that she helped you build your confidence when she, when you moved over here? Oh, yeah. Um, definitely, I received a lot of sh- shock culture kind of thing, like a cultural difference. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, yeah. I don't know anything. Like, if Marin, luckily, she was so patient to me. She always, she would always, like, explain and help me through stuff. For example, like, ordering from, like, um, this is, like, a cafeteria on campus, too. It's kind of like a Chipotle style where you're kind of like wait in line and you tell what you want and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that kind of thing, we don't really have that back home. So that's kind of like uh-huh. a thing that she also taught me to like, okay, this is how you order stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was like completely different. So, But I'm glad that talking about confidence, yeah, that's definitely every single thing that I learned from this cultural difference is make me understanding of American culture better and I become more knowledgeable about it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. It is really important to have at least one great girlfriend. It's amazing if you can get a few yeah. <laughs> great friends that like encourages you and will stand by you no matter yeah. what. So we're going to transition a little bit and we're going to talk about your graphic design and photography. We were talking a couple days ago and you mentioned that your dad actually inspired you to love both of them. <laughs> can you tell me how he inspired you to love those yeah. things? Yeah, where should I start? Well, I know that my dad has creative talents. So even though he is not his primary occupation because he works something with like related with business stuff, but he's <laughs> he always have that like creative talents. My dad loves a lot of like a design and architecture, mostly like interior design too. So instead of he write me like a fairy tale story or something, he would always show me like an interior design magazine or architectural magazine, like something like that. So yeah. I feel that's, that's why my world is so, when I see something, it, I'm imagining. I don't know, it's like weird. Like if you see fashion and imagination, you kind of have that through design. If you do love design, like you know that. And so for the photography part, he was also doing photography as a hobby. So he, in college, actually, he went crazy about photography. So <laughs> even when I was scared, like, my whole childhood was fully documented because <laughs> he would always take a picture of everything. So it's something that I, growing up, I also learned from him, but it was kind of so complicated because I feel like the camera back then, it's different from what it is right now. Yeah, it was like, it was kind of different. So it was like more complicated. For the graphic design though, like even though I love architecture and interior and I thought I wanted to be an interior designer. Oh, actually, I also have like another dream when I was like younger. I wanted to be like a flight attendant. <laughs> I, I know this is like a sidetrack, but like flight attendant, like you're able to like visit different countries and you know, stuff like that, like travel. Is it? Yeah, because you wanted to travel. Yeah, so it's, that's kind of like my childhood dream too. I guess it's going more towards the design <laughs> instead of that. <laughs> we used to have a PC computer in our house. I would always play with it. So he had a lot of an Adobe programs like Corel Draw, Paint and Photoshop. So I would always <laughs> play around with it, even though I have no idea what was that. But I clearly remember when I was in elementary school, I would play around with it. If I didn't understand, I look up on the search engine, like, oh, I was mm -hmm. like, how to do this and do that. <laughs> So I guess that's the beginning of it. And then junior high, I kind of learned how to do like motion graphic, little, just little animation thing with Dreamweaver. A lot of this stuff is developing at school and more and more mm -hmm. people can see and like, oh yeah, Milka was good design or like editing or like Photoshop, something like that. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's what definitely came here and I learned and I gained a lot of more of those skills of course of course like i always thought that oh i should have went to like an art school or design school that's focusing on graphic design but in my school i guess it's kind of different because the way we do it we understand people better so 
Hey guys, sorry for the interruption, but if you're enjoying this episode, could you take a screenshot of this and post it up on your Insta story? I would love to see who's checking it out today. Okay, talk soon. Bye. My school were like, we were focusing more on the user or the audience of the customers, more emphasizing on the message that you want to tell people with your design. So that's the thing that I really like. Because I think it's kind of different from typical design school. I mean, I never went to design school, but I don't know. I just heard that how that works. But mm-hmm. so, where do you work now then, with your design background and using those skills? Yeah. Well, before I had a bunch of like different clients and like startups, but for mm-hmm. now I am actually working like a skincare company called City Beauty. Mm-hmm. It's in like Woodland Hills. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then what like what do you plan to do with all your graphic design talent? Yes, graphic design is very wide and variant that there is a lot of branch of design, graphic design itself. There's a print design, packaging design, illustration or motion graphic or web. But I guess more and more I'm looking forward towards UI UX so it's like user interface and user experience UI UX is more like mobile applications kind of thing now I feel like people differentiate that UI UX and design graphic design are separated but I still think it's the further up of graphic design just because I feel like with the user experience you know if you have like a mobile app the designer has to understand fully the flow of the app how the app gonna give a good experience for the user so I -hmm. guess that's something that I love to learn just because it helps us to position ourselves in the other shoes kind of thing yeah yeah understanding your client better yeah yeah so I guess that's the thing that I love to like just because I feel like I have empathy as like a strength. <laughs> so it's sometimes I love how to like always put myself in other people's position kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And understand what they want. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We have our design in and now we're going to scoot over to the photography aspect. <laughs> For your photography, it's really funny because, well, I think it's funny because you started, your dad was taking photos of mm-hmm. you. So it kind of like prepared you for how your photography is now with your Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you you originally started your Instagram to show friends and family like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful here, you know, to show them what it was like. And the type of photos that you do, they're really creative and unique. What would you say is your style of photography for your Insta? Yeah, well, yeah, I guess I... That's right, like the first time, my main thing, why I made Instagram, it's just because while I'm, I think it was like, actually when I was in college, like when I was like freshman in college, I started to take like pictures with my phone because I didn't have camera back then. But I guess it's just like, because I really appreciate of how these places are really look beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. like friends and family back home would love to see how is it like, being here in LA stuff like that so and then I started more and more it's become like a hobby so more and more gather like pictures and but of course because I love 
beautiful places, and I feel like it just when you were a kid, like you have a photo album, and you like back at your photo album, and you cannot remember. <laughs> so that's thing that the first time, like why I made Instagram, it's like I want to like look back and like oh see that like oh yeah I visited those places. So during the journey, like I didn't realize that how people were also feeling inspired with the photo that I took. So oh, yeah. I just more and more and get more into it. And mm-hmm. especially when yeah. I was like back home, because so when I was back home, I guess like our own people, very few of us are actually appreciate the nature. Like I know that Indonesia has a lot of natural beauty, but I guess there there was not a lot of people that actually appreciate it. Just few people that like explore places, but some people just to stay home and like just do their own things, quote them all. Yeah. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. When I went home and then I just visited different places, meet people on the road. They're from like different countries and took more pictures and like more and more people see like, wow, this is so beautiful. This place is so beautiful. Like I just never heard yeah. of this country, like Indonesia. What? Yeah, you're like it's here. <laughs> so yeah, I guess from that more I learned though, like from the style of my photography. Of course, place is still my is still like my main thing, like my priority, like beautiful places. But some people mm-hmm. see that like some beautiful places with subject in it. It just kind of add more of the composition of the picture itself. <laughs> Interesting sometimes yeah. with the person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so because I don't know, I feel like when people put their shoes on the subject on the photo, they feel like. It's more like, oh, I want to be in that place too. Like, it's just, it's just, I, I don't know. It's just maybe like, I'm thinking about it. I was like, everyone thinks about it. But I'm so kind of like, I, I love like that. Like taking pictures, like beautiful pictures and being in it and like show people, like inspire people. And I guess the stereotype is like when people always think that you have to have a lot of money to travel and that's not necessarily true because, well, sometimes it is going, you know, like yeah. the flights and stuff like, Different country, yeah. but like to travel doesn't always mean to go somewhere so far. Yeah, a lot of money if you can spend that much. <laughs> because like sometimes in your backyard, it just surrounds you. Like for example, here in LA, like, my friends like, oh, I never been that that place. I never even know that there's that place is access here. So there's a lot of places to explore. For my Instagram, I always keep my content really authentic, just because I'm really like loving those places. So. You know, like, there is a place that some people like to find, like, it's a grammable place. That place that worked for Instagram. So, I know yeah. that there's a lot of, like, blog posts or video talk about it. But then, like, there were some places that left behind or some countries that left behind and blaring it on the Instagram because it's all people, most people looking for a picture-perfect places. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's something that sometimes I want to remind people too. I know that taking pictures is always fun things to do and good things for you to have on file or for your Instagram. But sometimes when for people to appreciate, actually take a time of the real place, appreciating of the place itself. I don't know, like, what's that word? <laughs> I feel like you're a professional, beautiful spot finder. Oh. I feel <laughs> that's your side hobby your professional beautiful it, it could be in LA in your backyard it could be back home where you're originally from it could be like anywhere you go I feel like you're on a mission to look for the beautiful thing and then find it <laughs> and then appreciate it in a unique way 
yeah i guess just because the more i see like beautiful things the more i appreciate it and the more i see these places are so beautiful and you know sometimes photographs can cannot capture all of this <laughs> yeah it can't do it justice yeah, i appreciate a lot and especially like being here like there's in la there's a lot of amazing places that again like maybe because i'm not from here so i i see stuff differently <laughs> so you see yeah some amazing places that we don't have back home of course Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What advice would you give to friends or followers who want to travel like you've traveled? What advice would you give to help them start? Yeah, well, again, basically, I think it's so I kind of live my life by the bucket list. So mm-hmm. I would write on the bucket list, for example, like, oh, I want to see Red Rocks or like, you know, in Nevada and Vegas this area is one of my bucket lists and the second one I want to see waterfall or third one so it's just simple stuff basically to travel or basically to explore if you have something that you really want to see or something that you really want to experience and then like go for it and it's again like I mean of course like for me like I want to visit the countries all over the world but I cannot just yet (laughs) I'm still like but it's not (laughs) a thing that's gonna make me like oh why everyone's everywhere but then it's something that oh then I can do something else first before I get to there (laughs) that a bit like bucket list now what do you want to do what do you want to see what do you want to experience and I guess that helps you to like deciding where you want to go but of course, talking about the budget, definitely some people like go crazy and just, just go crazy and spend all the money. But of course, like when people ask like millennials, we want something, we always do it no matter what. But yeah, <laughs> it's something that it sometimes that doesn't apply to everyone. So mm-hmm. you always have to like, it's okay. Like everyone's doing it, but it's okay. Like just start from yourself. What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? <laughs> yeah, do your own thing. Yeah. So if you could tell every single woman one piece of advice and they listen to it, what would your advice be to them? So for now that I always wanted to talk to people right now, like quit your job, like quit your nine to five job to travel the world is big thing. Right yeah. Now. Like- and then it's kind of, of course, it's like some work for like people, but like some it doesn't always so apply for everyone because you know everyone has like different job and they cannot just leave that behind and you know have a lot of responsibilities to do and yeah. so then there's a lot of more and more I saw a lot of ads like selling like how to like quit your nine to five job and travel the world and like be happy and like not you know have to work every day and stuff Mm-hmm. But I guess, like, I want to give a message to, for these people who, like, work on 9 to 5 job and so want to living their life to the fullest. So for me, I doing freelance stuff. Sometimes, like, I think it's there's a good thing for me to be, like, in the office and actually learn. Because for me, like, being in the office is actually, I learned a lot about teamworks. I learned a lot about the like, structure of a company. I learned a lot about another thing so first thing is having a job that you like and Mm -hmm. having a good environment for work it's something that's also important 
just because you work at some place and you just hate the job, hate the boss, hate the people. And I guess <laughs> I guess that's the thing that it just it just you're never gonna be happy if you don't feel like you're fit in there or something. Yeah. Finding a good place and like good coworkers, like, and then yeah, I guess that's the first one. And the second one is be sure. If, you're passionate about something. So you're passionate to help people and like go for it. Like for me, like I'm really passionate about design that I love it so much. Like I just, that's still my priority. Like this out of my blogging, Instagram thing. Like I still want to be a good designer. And of course, like it takes, it's going to take years to learn. It's going to take years to master it. And that's something that I'm still trying to become better at it. I guess like make your hobby and your passion and turn it into something even though it's not your main job even though it's not your main occupation but you can always still like do that on the side make you like you happy somehow and then yeah so that and then the third one I could leave by the bucket list if you have any though like I don't know if there's no some people that doesn't have anything that they wanted to do for some people like wanted to live fullest and the fullest I guess sometimes like bucket list doesn't always have to be like going somewhere but even like I want to eat Cuban food like never eat Cuban food or you want to eat like sushi or you know like something that you just haven't done it I love those (laughs) yeah so I guess that's something that helped people to like oh my god I want to try that food I always want to try it so actually try to make it happen (laughs) so So to review your three number one would be find a job you enjoy with good coworkers, and it's okay to have a nine-to-five job right that's number one and this is for people so sorry this is for people who want who who still want to like living in the fullest without leaving their nine-to-five jobs living their fullest without leaving their nine-to-five and then number two can we can you help me rephrase number two so it's a simple one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do what you love, what you're passionate about, and develop that skill and talent. Yeah, developing talent and developing skills, it takes time, but when you do it, it's so rewarding. Yeah. And then yeah. the third one is follow our bucket list. Yeah, like start to make a bucket list of what you want to do. Totally love those because it can be easy to overlook the things that we like. Yeah. Doing. Oh, I don't need to do. Oh, it's okay. You know, oh, you know, all of our excuses. Yeah. <laughs> want to add for the first one? I guess it's not always only a workplace, but even like a community outside of work. Maybe you're still at school or maybe you're like somewhere else. Just, I think it's come back again to the point that I talked about way earlier mm-hmm. that having a tribe that kind of support your back that kind of like very mm-hmm. positive and that just make you feel like you like you can yeah. do I love so that is, is there anything I didn't have a chance to ask you that maybe you wanted to talk about today oh I guess so I got this questions a lot when on my Instagram like how do you afford to travel to travel doesn't mean always have to go far and spend a lot of money but if you really want to go somewhere in the way I save money. So when I was in school, because I know that travel is my priority and that's something that I love to do. So I would sacrifice a lot of things that I don't really need. Well, it's not necessarily what I don't really need. Like all extra, like going out extra nights or, you know, unnecessarily take out food. Yeah, yeah. And then you would save for your big trip. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So because like I know that I realized that 
spending money like for food that's sometimes it could be the biggest expenses mm-hmm. and it's crazy how like so much money like being put on that oh yeah yeah no it's expensive but like if you are smart and then set aside like a little bit here and a little bit there. <laughs> yeah you said didn't you say you used an app to help you save what was that app yeah um it's called capital it started with q q a p i t a l oh my god so yeah so like basically that app is so it depends on the rules that you made but every time you spend on something it's gonna take certain amount from that and put it in your saving or your goal to save for your trips right yeah yeah okay capital (laughs) Right? <laughs> yeah sometimes it's not always like about the trip but about like something that i wanted like a new camera or new lens something like that because i love it just because it kind of did take your money from your saving unconsciously so you mm-hmm. don't feel like you have spent a lot of money on the trip when you want to buy something just because like, yeah. you find, oh, look, it's piled up now that I can pull it out. That's awesome. Okay, so capital with a Q. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, Miss Lady Friend, we are on our last question, and it's super simple. Where can everybody follow you or find you on social media? Okay, so is this, I have a lot of like social media accounts. Yeah, just wherever <laughs> you want, wherever you hang out the most. Yeah, well, I. Uh, <laughs> You can see me on Instagram. It's like at M I L K A and then A P W. Alrighty, M I L K A and then two A's, right? Yeah, two A, A. and then P W. Perfect. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. That is how you travel the world on a budget. One thing I love about Milka is she is a professional, beautiful spot finder. She surrounds herself with beautiful people, surrounds herself with beautiful experiences, and she makes it a priority to explore and see the things that she wants to. Just following her on Instagram, you can see, wow, she is unique. She has crafted a life that is simply amazing. You guys, if you liked this episode, don't be afraid to leave a little love on iTunes. A positive review means so much. It's like a virtual hug. I hope Milka's story inspired you and encouraged you to go out and explore and not take the world around you for granted. Like she said, there are places to explore in your own backyard. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars and go across the country to explore. You can start where you are right here, right now. Until next week, my friends, I hope you are doing things that you love. You're filling your bucket list life and you are just pursuing that thing that you were meant to do. Love you guys. Bye.